0: This is Real Estate Rookie, show number 24.
1: I live 5,000 miles from Texas. People are a little skeptical because it's like, dude, you're buying stuff. I'll just wait till I get there. And I said, you're going to wait and you're going to keep waiting. And you're going to just keep on. I said, dude, just do it. I said, it's not very hard to do.
0: My name is Ashley Kerr, and I am here today with Felipe Mejia, who once again gets roasted.
2: (laughs) I swear we should just make it a part of the show. All right, time (laughs) to roast Felipe and go.
0: I know. I bet they can already guess what you're going to be roasted about, and we don't even have to tell them. (laughs) But if you listen to that episode, you won't want to miss it. Another roast of Felipe. But today we have a great guest on. We have Naaman Taylor who has 13 doors and is currently stationed in Germany, but is still buying in the U.S. And he has used VA loans to do his purchases. And he has a mix of single family and multifamily in his portfolio.
2: Yeah, I think it's a great episode for all the newbie listeners out there because it takes away the fear of investing out of state. Because he invests out of the country. That's amazing. He's found a team, he's found assistants, helpers, you know, he's found property managers, and he goes into detail about all of this how to find those teams, how he works them, how he interviews his property management team and invests out of the country, taking the fear out of just investing out of state, you know? And he can't go down to see them. And I love the explanation that he gives. I'm not gonna say it, but he gives an explanation as to why he's not scared to invest out of the country.
0: And he also gives an example of not using a property management company and how it went wrong. So I love the debate of should you use a property manager? Should you not use a property manager? And I love to hear his take on it. So make sure you guys listen to that tip that he gives and what happened and why he had a bad experience.
4: That's rentredi.com and use the code BP Investor. That's BP like bigger pockets investor for six months of rent ready for only $1. All right, let's bring out Mr. Taylor.
0: Welcome, Naaman Taylor, to the show. And we're going to call you Taylor today, right? That's what yeah. you like to go by?
1: Yeah,
2: we'll go
0: with Taylor. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on with us. Why don't you start and tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what you're doing and how you got started into real estate?
1: Yeah, so I'm actually active duty military. I've been in the army 11 years. I've been investing in real estate probably about seven years using my VA loan, different strategies. I got real heavy into the Burr method maybe in the last like four to six months. So I realized after doing, I'm going to do 20 years in the military and retire, but I realized that wasn't going to be enough. So I was thinking, okay, I get another W2 job. I can find another place to work doing some sort of entrepreneurship stuff. Or I, then I started watching like bigger pockets and stuff and realized, I think I want to be a real estate investor. Yep. Yep.
2: No, I love that because you know we actually get a lot of questions regarding VA loans because it's kind of like out of the box for a lot of people because unless you're in the military, if, correct me if I'm wrong, that's not something you can typically use. So there's a lot of misconceptions or questions about VA loans. Like, can you only use it once? Can you use it more than once? How many times can you use it? What does that look like structurally? Can you give us a little bit information on VA loans and how they work?
1: And believe it or not, just the civilian people don't know. Darn people don't know either. So I do a local uh, <laughs> real estate meetup group. We're going to have another one this Saturday. I've only did it once, but uh, it went really well. And the same common misconception that you can only use your VA loan once was brought up in our group. And you can use it more than once. It's just Each state has a cap that you can put on it. So I use my VA loan two times already, and I'm going to actually use it a third time today uh, to use to close on a multifamily house my ma- my uh, wife's going to live in.
0: That's awesome. Congratulations on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: What is the the cap that you were talking about? Is that like a dollar amount?
1: Yeah. So I think in Texas it's 531,000. So you can purchase, usually that's about two properties because VA is not going to let you purchase something that costs like 50 grand or whatever. So mm-hmm. then you kind of got to buy like a, a B minus property at the worst. That kind of property is what the VA is going to approve. So usually you can get two of those before you kind of get close to the cap. And then one of the strategies I tell people is to refinance out of those deals. So I I don't, not like a banker or anything like that, but I advise the guys to use it in high appreciation areas so it's easier to refinance out after a couple of years.
2: Very interesting. So what does your portfolio as a whole, 30,000 foot view look like right now? Like how many numbers, how many doors you got the whole bit?
1: 13 doors. Uh, Today we closed on the fourplex using VA strategy. I bought a triplex cash in my next place that I'm going to go live in in Oklahoma we're going to renovate that one. I'm going to house hack. I'm the, I'm the big house hack dude. Like we'll talk about it here in a minute, but I've been house hacking for years and not even knowing what it was. And then I have two duplexes and I had to get out of my own way about single family. Cause my first deal was a duplex and I got stuck in the thinking like multifamily is the only way to do it. But I started analyzing a lot of deals in the last four to six months and utilizing the birth strategy. I found two great single family uh, houses in a good appreciate appreciation area with a uh, good jobs and, people getting their rents paid in fort worth it's one of my places i like to get into
2: how are you funding all this you know with military and you said you're married and just all this going on how are you funding your deals and and then are you managing yourself or how does that work out
1: yeah so i saved a lot of money i started out my youtube university is what i call it i started out youtube university listening to like dave ramsey so i got no debt you know i saved a bunch of money and then i realized like i gotta make any money doing this either so i Started trying to find ways to invest. And I started with, like I said, Dave Ramsey. And then I moved into, I had already been doing stocks for seven, eight years. And then I started, I stumbled upon bigger pockets and I just got really lucky. And I just YouTube university that and put a hundred hours into it. Probably fund the deals though, VA strategy. A lot of them are owner occupied VA. I use hard money to close and I've done some cash deals and I partner on some stuff too. I'm a big believer in that. Everybody that knows me, you know, selfless, let's just work together and we'll figure it out.
0: Let's go into the partnerships a little bit because Felipe and I get that question a lot. How are you structuring your partnerships?
1: So some joint venture things, just simple contracts, uh, you know, 50-50. I just try to keep it really simple because a lot of people, you hear a real estate investor or let me borrow some money or let's do something. Everybody's like real skeptical. So I just keep the numbers really simple. 50-50, everything simple contract so
0: 50 yeah 50 50 mm-hmm. money 50 yep. 50 on are you managing your own properties then or do you no. have property management yeah
1: yeah it's really funny i uh i try to like wear as least amount of hats as possible because i have a full-time job and it requires a lot of time for me so i like my first deal that i did i found i was a new build it wasn't even built yet when i purchased it i used a va loan I brought a friend of mine to live there with me to help me like cover the hundred bucks that the other side, the rent wasn't gonna cover. So uh, like I hired the best property management company in the area. So it was super easy for me, my first deal. And I kind of learned how to learn the ropes. And of course, you know, you cut into your bottom line a little bit, but you learn so much just by allowing all these people to get involved in your deal.
0: And the time too, that you're saving, not having to manage it yourself too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my first VA deal I bought, when I was 23, seven years ago. And I haven't been to that property in like four or five years. And I haven't haven't missed a payment. So the same lady lives there now that when I lived there. A lot
0: of people have that as their goal as to not have to go to their property or have to do anything for it. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, truly passive. What a lot of people don't realize is you think you're creating passive income, but what you're doing is creating like four more jobs for yourself doing real estate.
0: And even the acquisitions part, are you, is that, mostly what you are doing now is you're looking for the deals and doing the acquisitions and then you hand it over to your property management company?
1: Yeah. I found the thing that I'm good at is finding the deal. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm not, I don't like to manage properties. I tried to do that. Try tried to have a friend help me with that. It didn't go well. So I just hired, I look at reviews and hire the best property management company. In the long run, it'll pay off, but I found out, you know, for me, I can run the numbers and figure out what the good deal is first.
2: Kind of explain to our listeners what the process was like to finding a good property management company. I know you said you looked at reviews, but if you'll hint on that a little bit more, because I know that a lot of people are going to have that question.
1: Yeah, it's actually really funny, especially based off the region. So I was trying to find someone, even the one I'm going to go owner-occupy, someone's going to manage that for me still. Like, I'm just not interested in doing it. And uh, even with the first duplex I bought, wasn't interested in doing it. Still not. I don't think I'm ever going to want to do that sort of work dealing with tenants and stuff like that, fixing stuff. This is not something that I'm good at or interested in. And so I, I call after I read the reviews to find out who's answering the phone, whether they sound like, and I found out, I called uh, some places in Oklahoma and then, you know, they answered the phone. Hello. Say, I'm looking for a place to probably, you know, property management company. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your, your company, We charge 10%. <laughs> then that was like, <laughs> that was the end of that. Right. And then, so I say, uh, anything else, you know, you can tell me about your company or thing like that. And they're like, what do you want to know? So I'm like having to pull teeth to get information from some places. And I'm like, I know this isn't going to be the place I want to hire. And I asked for a website, no website, and it's another no-go for me because I want my tenants to be able to pay their rent really, really easy, whether it be on the property management company's website or however they handle it. And I want whoever's answering the phone to be user-friendly. You know, I don't have to ask all the questions. they They know what to tell you already. So some of the places I've called in Fort Worth, they're, they're all they're superstars out there. They, they got the websites and you know, the people know all the answers and they email you back immediately. So,
2: so it, sounds like, it sounds like you almost went through an interview process for your property management company to kind of make sure that it's going to fit who you are and what your goals are. And if they didn't align with that, you just said, no, go.
1: Yeah. And when I call, I'm trying to will and deal with them. You know, I'm not trying to just pay 12% and 500 at least or whatever. So, you know, I'm calling and figuring out what the deals are structured like, what they're interested in. If I can get a discount, if I use them for one or two properties, that, that sort of deal. So I'm I'm looking to get them down to 8% and 200 at least or something. And if I can get a good company to do that, I'm super interested in them.
0: How many property management companies do you have right now? Because we didn't even talk about what markets are you in?
1: Yeah, so I have one property management company that I'm going to use in Fort Worth. I try to I try not to use that many. As long as they're in the same area, I try to use the same mm-hmm. company. So I also invest in the Colleen area, which is close to Fort Hood base. So I, I use the same property management company for all my stuff over there as well. And then in Oklahoma, I haven't found anybody yet. So if you're listening and you know anybody in Oklahoma yeah. <laughs> managing properties, let me know because it seems like it's going to be a, a little bit more difficult because uh, it's a small place. So you know it's it's a little bit uh harder to f- to find figure that out.
0: Yeah. Well, let's start about. Did you bring a deal for us today that you want to kind of dive into and tell us how you acquired it and to what it's doing now? Do you have a deal picked out for that?
1: I mean, I got a couple that I can that I think of. One of my favorites is the single family. I actually just sold this place, but it was it was too too good to pass up. But it's got a lot of history and some stories on it, so I'll, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, let's into start that.
0: with that one. So, how did you find it, first of all?
1: I used a realtor just in the area, driving mm-hmm. around. I was looking for a big house because I had another common misconception with using your VA loan is you have to buy something bigger, you know. So, there's plenty of reasons why you can use it twice. But when I was, I was thinking I was 24 years old, 25, maybe almost 25, and I thought I had to buy something bigger than my duplex. So I. You know, I, I had bought a duplex with my first VA loan and House hack. So then I was like, okay, let me buy a big house now so I can use it again. So I used it again, using buying this big single family house after I, I kind of drove around with the realtor, looked at a handful of them. And I finally found one, big 2,400 square feet, two living rooms, huge master, uh, three other bed, four bedroom, two and a half bath, big yard. Probably the only, I was single at this time, only single dude living on the street. This is a family neighborhood. So I purchased this place and then I immediately did no house hacking, just had two of my buddies move in and pay me rent to live there. So, you know, I didn't charge them very much money, 350 bucks a room or something like that. And my mortgage is like 1100 bucks. So I was paying just a couple hundred bucks to stay there and we split everything. So it was really worth it. And then I PCS out of there, I deployed, came back and PCS and, uh, I rented that house to somebody with the friend that we, you know, we just did a lease up. no property management. I said, oh, let me try it. This dude tore my house to pieces. Oh no. Oh, he had like 14 kids and nine dogs. And uh, wow. so, they, <laughs> yes. so they they tore it all up and uh, he didn't pay me like the last two months rent. It was just a real, you know, a friend of a friend. Learning experience.
0: How long did they stay there for?
1: I think 15 months. Yeah. So he had signed a new lease to stay and I wasn't like checking on this place. You know, I was like, he's paying me. So I was like, cool. I'm, like, that's all right. All right. He's paying me. <laughs> wasn't checking on this place. And then he stopped. He started having some trouble paying me and i was like okay i work with him work with him and then he just stopped and then he just moved <laughs> just left a bunch of stuff there and i find out like these dogs then tore up my yard these kids then tore up my house so trying to go a little cheap route now i use property management end up costing me you know about seven or eight thousand dollars to get my house back to the top of the market because I, I knew i wanted to sell it it was a va loan i didn't i didn't want to refinance this one I was, again, I was trying to get out of single family. I had a sour taste in my mouth. It was the only uh, single family house that I had. So I was like, I got to get rid of this thing. But it had appreciated over five years, you know, quite a bit. And I was able to sell it and make pretty good money. And I funded two of my deals currently with the money I sold from the house.
0: Wow, that's great. Do you mind sharing the numbers with us, how that worked out?
1: So I bought this house in 20. Sixteen for about one forty-five, and I sold it for one eighty-five I guess, four years later, and I, so I got I ended up getting after got my escrow money about thirty thousand dollars. And I mean, all, I bought it VA, no money down, made thirty k four years later. Just that buy and hold, don't be in a rush with real estate.
0: How much did you have to do to fix it back up after they destroyed it? Did you have to put some money into it then?
1: Yeah, I put about 7000 into it, but I had yeah. collected uh, quite a bit of rent. Um, right, cash yeah, flow. they've paid down yeah.
0: your your mortgage for, mm-hmm. what, 13 months?
1: <laughs> yeah, and someone else had lived there for a little while, too, so I had paid that mortgage down to about, I think, about one twenty five or something like that.
0: Yeah, and, and you uh, had yeah. your other roommates, too, who contributed yeah. to your mortgage. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great deal.
2: What are, what are some of the lessons, key lessons that you would say that you learned from this deal? Because a lot of people are just going to think about, Mm. you know, the negative part of this, but I feel like there's probably a lot more positive than just the, the rehab that you had to do. So dig into some of the lessons learned out of this deal.
1: Yeah, I picked this one because it kind of encompasses more than just bad It encompasses good, bad, some ugly, a little bit of everything with this single family. The good stuff was, I mean, I had to pay almost no money to live there with my friends today, you know, it was a great house hack opportunity. A lot of people don't, um, know how to house hack with single family, you know, so, or, or they, uh, they just don't want to. So you got to find the, the house that fits you to house hack in. If you want to use, you know, that house hack strategy with a single family home. Some of the other good was the appreciation that I got from it. I mean, it was, it was awesome. I, I couldn't believe that it was worth that much money. Cause for me, I was like a $140,000 house few years ago and you know all it was i had to repaint and then fix the yard and a few you know when someone buying stuff at the top of the market they really start to get in the nitty-gritty on this this thing needs to get fixed and that thing it, it, i think they offer about three thousand more than asking so i was like okay i'll yeah. fix everything because it had actually went under contract before and the, the lady was re- giving me a really hard time about stuff and i was like hey i'll give you a two thousand dollar allowance to fix whatever you like cause she offered me 2000 less than asking. And I said, well, if you offered me the full price, I would fix everything, but I'll give you an allowance still, if you want to close. And we ended up not closing with her. And I was like, oh man. And then one day later, I got a great offer over asking. And I was like, oh, well, this is great. So, I mean, don't be in a rush really. Some of the lessons I learned from this one and don't be scared to rent your house and to think that you can't rent your house. Cause you can.
2: Did you take any depreciation on your property over those couple years that you had it?
1: Yeah, so I, I, the when I filed my taxes, yeah, I know you can depreciate twenty seven point five year over twenty seven point five years or something like that. So I, I kind of got the benefits of fixing the house, and I'll get that some of that money back when I filed this year because I, I sold I fixed that one up and sold it this year.
2: I think a lot of people forget about that as well. You know, it's not just a cash flow play when it comes to real estate. We also have tax depreciation where you can depreciate a property over twenty seven and a half years. You know, so let's say that you bought that property for. 250,000, you know, and you depreciate that for 27 and a half years, you can add that to your bottom line as well on top of cash flow and all these other things. And then, you know, you sold, you got that money and, and now you've invested in two more properties. So, I mean, you're just doubling up. You're just what Brandon Turner would do, you, you know, you're just stacking. So I think that's, I think that's great. What would you say was the biggest lesson learned from this deal specifically that you've taken on, you know, going forward?
1: I, th- I would say there's, there's two parts. One was the two fifths rule because I had lived there for two years out of the last five, so I don't have to pay. I don't have to pay any capital gains taxes on that money because if you're single and you live there two out of, out of five years, you get two hundred fifty thousand dollars up to two hundred fifty tax free. And if you're married, you get up to five hundred if you live in those places for two out of the last five years. So I learned that, and I was like, sweet, I'm gonna try and live in these things for two years at a time instead of you know. I think it's, it's one year, three hundred sixty six days. You pay. You don't have to pay long term capital gains, but. If you live in there two years, you don't have to pay any. So it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty lucrative if you can stay in these places for one year. It's even better if you can stay in there for two. So that was a big one for me that I that I like to take away from that deal.
3: Good for you.
0: I just wanted to mention too that Bigger Pockets actually has a house hacking book. You kind of mentioned how a lot of people don't know how to house hack single family properties. And the book, The House Hacking Strategy, actually does touch on that a lot. So if anyone wants to learn any more about doing that, you can go to biggerpockets.com forward slash house hacking book and read more about that. So is there anything else you wanted to to add to that deal for us? And did you want to talk about another deal? I'm very intrigued about these VA loans. And Oh yeah, I can, I you can deal do, I you can use do my, use first, yeah. my
1: first deal. Yeah, my first deal was yeah. a, was another great deal of VA loan. Uh I, I try to tell people to use this, but what the what soldiers do, what I see a lot of is they all just want to live in this nice house and they can get it with the v a loan so they all just move in, into the house with their wife and their kid, and then they just pay the mortgage, which is going to be about what they get for housing in most cases, and then they move and then they do it again, but they don't really know how to run a property or they buy in a low appreciation area where they end up you know negative cash flowing on one of these things, and that's why in military towns you see a lot of foreclosures because they just stopped paying those things. And then, you know, the VA is a little bit forgiven with it, but it's still a foreclosure on your credit. So you're not very bankable at that point. My first deal, to go back to the VA loans, my first deal was a a duplex, the new build that I told you about. They they had built the same thing next door. So I walked in next door and they're like, yeah, the one that's going to go up next to it's going to be just like this one. So I say, okay, great. I'll take it. You know, I walked in. I loved it. It was like stained cement floors. The Nicest place I was ever going to live. I had just made the rank of staff sergeant. So I was now allowed to live off the base. So I had to find a place to live. And I had rented a room. I had, I've never actually paid full rent since I've been able to live in a house ever. I just been lucky that way, I guess. So I rented a room from a friend, the same friend that I, that I moved into the duplex with. And I bought this thing at like 185 before it was built. And they brought it up. I moved into one side. The mortgage was about thirteen hundred, and I could charge a thousand dollars for the rent next door. Nice. So yeah. So then and my my roommate, we just split the the three hundred dollars, <laughs> and uh, split you know the water, electricity, and all that stuff. And then that same property is worth about two ten now from appreciation in that area. And it I have a great property management company. The turnover is like. It's like negative turnover. They can't list it fast enough when the person moves out because one side, the lady's living it the whole time and the other side, it's a little turnover, like, you know, new person every year or two. But it's, I've only paid that 300 bucks, I think two other times in the seven years that I owned it.
2: So are you... Are you refinancing these properties, getting your money out, buying another one and so forth and so on? Is that kind of how you're funding as you're building your portfolio?
1: Yeah, so the plan with these VA properties is to get, to pay into them, obviously, with the two people that live there, they'll pay the mortgage every month. And then the cash flow I get from that, I just reinvest it into the loan. So that way I can get that 75% loan of value from the lenders. And then I can just refinance it to a lower rate because obviously the rate that I got when I was 23 ain't gonna be the same rate I get when I'm 30. Right. So I, you know, once I get the 75% into the VA deals uh, or 20 stars, 25% into the VA deals, then I refinance them.
0: Let's talk about some of the criteria for a VA loan. Are there any kind of certain stipulations that you need to meet? Do you need to have a certain credit score that you know of? Do you have to, do they check what your income is? I mean, how close is it to getting a conventional loan?
1: It's fairly similar they yeah. There's not too much to it. It's the, like I said, it's the credit score. They know what you're making because mm-hmm. you have, you know, yeah. in the army, you know what I mean? So it's a straight up pay chart they can just look at. And then again, if you have that foreclosure on your credit or anything like that, you probably won't get approved. Some of these people use them when they get out too. So I know I talked to all my, all my buddies that get out. Once I learned the burst strategy, because there's a 203k VA loan as well that you can do. You just have to find a bank that'll lend to it.
0: Can you explain what that is for everyone
1: yeah. So for the people listening, 203K is when you get a loan from the bank for the property and the rehab, and then you end up financing that whole deal. It's a good way to build equity in a, in a house without having to put a lot of money into it. The bank refinances your loan at the money you borrow to fix the place, to rehab it, and for the, the home purchase. So, And you can do that through the VA if you find the right bank, which is killer if you put no money down and you can just immediately build equity in the place. I just haven't found one yet.
2: Yeah, that was my next question. Going to be How do you approach the banks when you're trying to refinance a VA loan or so forth and so on, just to kind of get your money out and then restructure that? How does that conversation go?
1: Yeah, I, I just call them, tell them what it's worth. They send out an appraiser. They determine if it's accurate, what I think it's worth. Sometimes I'll put like together a little thing to say, this is what I, you know, some of the things I was looking at to think what it was worth. It didn't work this last time for me. There's just a lot of new builds and old properties. So when I bought mine in 2016, they weren't building a lot of stuff there. So mine were like the newest, hottest thing on the block. And then everything else is from the nineties. And then they didn't build anything for five more years. And now everything else is getting new built. So my comps for my property, are like things from the nineties or a new build. And I'm like, how, like, how are you guys coming up with these numbers? So I was thinking I was going to get a, uh, like $230,000 value. And it came back at like 210. And I was like, I got to see these comps. Cause it's a beautiful place of three, two. You know, side by side, four year old duplex. So I'm like, how don't these numbers work? But so, I mean, every, the VA appraisers, they're a special breed. So, I mean, they'll, they'll get it right sometimes, I imagine, but they didn't get it right this last time.
0: Have you tried to dispute that at all?
1: No, I no. didn't. Um, yeah. I thought about trying a different VA appraiser, but I, yeah, cause you have to use their people. Um, right. The,
0: yeah. The yeah. Problem.
1: So I was like, if it's one person that's like that, that's probably have a criteria where I can't just like pull a person from a different place that thinks, you know, this is worth more. So
2: it's good. And you know, before we get to the section of our, our MVP section of the show, I did want to ask you one last question. What is your goal? Like, what's your end goal when you get out of the military regarding doors?
1: So right now I'm just trying to partner with all my friends and people that reach out to me and my family, because I want my, my thing is I want all these military. We don't make enough money to be getting shot at. You know what I mean? So I got to find ways to help these guys live for free. And like some of my guys that I work with here, they inbox me all the time. We look, I help them look for deals in the places that they're PCS into and stuff like that. Cause I really think that they should be able to live for free and make a little bit more money than we do. So one of my end goals is to help troops live for free.
0: That's awesome. That. That's great. And you're going to be bombarded with messages after this now. Lots oh yeah. Of people yeah. To <laughs> help. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, I talk yeah. about it all the time. Everybody knows, everybody knows. I'd be like, Hey, come talk to me. And a lot of people and don't believe me.
0: There's so much value in that too It's like telling people what you want to do because they're gonna you're gonna learn stuff from them and down the road there's gonna be opportunity for you too with them. I mean it's it, I'm a big believer in what you give. It, it comes around and you'll get something back in the end too.
1: Yeah, I work with a like-minded guy here. He's uh, so one thing I found I'm not very good at is being super meticulous. And so I, uh, I found a guy here, my buddy Shaq uh, at Smart Money approach. He's like one of the guys that was like getting all the numbers and he asked me all the questions that I don't want to ask myself. And it's great because like, I know I need that. So he brings value, value that way. And then, and I've been doing this a little while so I can help him show him like what's going on and how to, how to look at these deals and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So he's kind of just double checking you and Mm -hmm. asking you the questions you already know you should be answering, but sometimes it's a lot better coming from someone else.
1: <laughs> if I'm like, take over this deal, I know it's going to work. I'm like, hey man, well, you know, I get, I don't even look at my paychecks like paychecks. I'm like, if I got yeah. to put a couple hundred bucks for my paycheck into that, whatever, like yeah. it's no problem. But to answer your question about doors, I don't want to get too crazy in the one to four residential stuff. I don't want to be like this, have this crazy spider web of like 42 partners and stuff like that. So like my portfolio, eventually I want to scale into commercial real estate. And I don't think it'll take me that long. Especially if I partner with a lot of people, I'll still have a lot of residential stuff. But like the stuff I do on my own, I'm gonna scale that pretty quick and try to get into the commercial real estate side of it.
2: I think we'll have Taylor back here in a couple, couple years or a couple, maybe in just a couple months, and he'll be telling us how now he's got you know 50 units of commercial property, or he might just be on the OG show. He's gonna outgrow us, actually. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, no, I'll be, I'll be back. It's no worries. All right then, for sure.
2: All right, well, on to the next segment of the show. It's time for this part where we. Figure out who your MVP is. This could be a lender, an agent, a handyman, friend, me, yeah. whatever you
1: want. Yeah, <laughs> so, <I guess. laughs> someone, someone who's just... MVP today, I was motivated oh, working out my. today. <laughs> okay, okay. Hold
2: on. Hold on. <laughs> Where are you at, big dog? <laughs> Come on now.
0: <laughs> Taylor, before you got on the the call with us today, Felipe tricked me into flexing. It took a picture.
2: <laughs> Go to my Instagram, Taylor, and and oh you'll see God. where I got Ashley to flex, and she's like, "Boom!" So this
0: will air 24 uh, hours, uh, it's more than 24 hours. So they will be gone by the time. My, we're gonna my wife got caught
1: flexing earlier. I was talking to her. We were on the phone, and uh, I don't know how she she ended up flexing. She's she's like working out real hard and stuff. And her coworker walks by, like, "What are you doing?" And she's like. <laughs> <laughs> they were
2: just That's cracking awesome. up. That's yeah. hilarious. Well, this part of the show we actually call the MVP.
0: MVP. MVP.
5: This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago before I ever started my real estate business,
4: That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com and use the code BP Investor. That's BP like bigger pockets investor for six months of rent ready for only $1.
6: Whether you need to buy or sell, or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. In fact, last year, Redfin saved home sellers $127 million. No matter where you are in your real estate journey, Redfin can help. Download the Redfin app to get started today.
2: So who is your MVP uh, so far, man?
1: Uh, I got I got a kind of a team that I have in Fort Worth that just really get it done for me. My contractor, my wholesaler. I have my, my wife's cousin. She drives, drives for dollars for me a little bit, looking for some deals. Realtors out there, the property management company I'm going to hire, I know they're going to be great after I interviewed them. So like the whole Fort Worth team, and then honestly, I live in Germany and I'm seven hours ahead of Texas where I invest. So like midnight for me is close a business over there, and I can't sign anything wet signature. So like my wife has to do all the closing. So she's like she's the real MVP for actually closing these deals because I tell my buddy I says A B C always be closing baby. Like we always got to be closing. So I couldn't do any of this stuff without her get a mobile notary, like you don't know the, the stuff that goes into some of this overseas investing. But she gets it all done, schedules it, signs everything. She can't it's not just signing her name too. She has to like sign in attorney fact of, you know. <laughs> so it's not just like a, a real quick. Shwoop. She's the M V P too.
0: So you're buying property from Germany. So if yeah. you can do this from Germany, someone like me can invest out of state because that's what I'm trying yeah. to do this year. And like, I do have a little fear and I am nervous about it, but I mean, here, you're a great example. You're doing it from overseas, buying out of the country. And I'm trying to buy just out of state.
1: I live 5,000 miles from Texas. Like, it, yeah. I tell everybody, they're all, A little people are a little skeptical because it's like, dude, you're buying stuff. I'll just wait till I get there. And I said, but you're going to wait and you're going to keep waiting. And you're going to just keep on. I said, dude, just do it. I said, it's not very hard to do. I said, do you know how to fix anything? I ask guys this all the time because we're, you know, we like shoot guns and stuff like that. So I do know how to fix anything. They're like, no. I said, so where are you going to go look at anyway? Right. Yeah. You have no idea what you're looking at. You're going to walk in the house and be like, yeah, that sucks. That's broken.
2: You know, that's, (laughs) I think that's, that's probably one of my, that's probably my kryptonite is that I do know how to fix things. So I do you know, I I, Uh, I do. I know how to fix those things and, and I end up fixing them where I could hire it out, but that positively affects my, my bottom line. But then I think about it, like I could be using my time doing something else. So it's always kind of like a wish wash for me.
1: Yeah. I'm not fixing nothing, dude. I just (laughs) just learned, uh, you know, I've been in the army, so I learned some tools and stuff like that, but I just grew up in the city playing sports and hanging out, you know, doing stuff like that. We didn't do any turning wrenches or anything like that. And then my wife's side of the family, they're mexicans are like they know how to fix everything and i'm like i just show up i'm like hey call call uncle victor man we need some some stuff done <laughs> you know, like i can't do anything
4: that's hilarious well
0: hopefully we do our next segment is the rookie request line so hopefully they don't, they're they not going to ask a, a maintenance or repair question here for you but the oh, let's like, hear my property today. management company
1: handles it that's yeah. the
0: answer <laughs> So anyone can call in on one 5 rookie and leave us a voicemail and we will have our guest answer the question for you. So here's today's question.
3: Hi, my name is Daniel, Orange County,
0: California. Quick question, how would I vet a mentor or uh, an investor that I'm willing to work with starting off new? Um, I, I see a lot of questions as how can I find a mentor? But a question I didn't see so often is how do I make sure this mentor is uh, qualified to guide me through the jungles of real estate thanks
1: bye-bye i love that question i actually have a, a mentor that i use he's a bigger pockets member and i just i reached out to him i said, hey are you interested in any sort of like mentorship program do you offer anything like that and he said yeah and i was like great and then so then he helped me with one market in particular and we talked on a you know week-to-week basis and it's great i get a lot of feedback from him a lot of it i mean you just got to kind of reach out ask questions figure out who fits with you so mine i found mine on bigger pockets i just wa- i watched this interview and i was like oh, i think i get along with this this guy i like how he talks i'm interested in talking to this person and then i tried the same thing in a different market and it didn't work out so well some people that do real estate like to charge a lot of money to Help you learn real estate. <laughs> so I was, I was like, I was like, hey man, I got a regular W two job. Not interested in in that uh five figure helping.
0: Right, <laughs> so, right, yeah. yeah. You cool. got to be careful, and it's right, and it shows that it you don't have to ch- like charge or you know you don't have to pay that amount of money because you were able to find someone else in a similar market asking for the same kind of advice and mentorship.
1: Hey, just go to YouTube University, baby. I, I mean, that's the one. <laughs>
0: yeah, bigger pockets. I mean, that is all free education. Their books, the forums, the YouTube channel, the podcast. Yeah,
1: there's some some other stuff. Like I, I do, like Rod Cleef. I listen to his stuff. I actually mm-hmm. had like one of those action calls with him the other day. I just I try to spread it out and listen to everybody because what I don't want is for the next two or three years I'm moving towards commercial property trying to make that transition. But all I've been doing is buying one to four, not actually understanding what it is that I need. To be doing to move into commercial mm-hmm. real
0: estate. Well, our next segment is actually random questions. And the question I want to ask you are what are some YouTube channels or videos that you could recommend to someone who is trying to educate themselves more on being a real estate investor?
1: Yeah. So I look at finance as like the alphabet. And I say, start with somebody like Dave Ramsey's. He teaches you mm-hmm. ABCs, don't have debt you know invest your 401k, save some money up, get those reserves right, stuff like that. And then I say something like bigger pockets to teach you the next three letters of the alphabet, D, E, F, and uh keep listening to to those over and over. I mean, those are the the kind of things you just got to get the reps. I I I know a lot about this stuff and I still watch every episode that I get a chance to, you know, put some time in. Because one thing I always tell people, especially uh, some of the guys just getting started, I said, never doubt your, your information and knowledge in real estate because there's a lot of specialists in this game. So some people are just really good at syndication or some people are really good at multifamily or single family or wholesaling, whatever it is, but they have no idea like about 1031 exchange or two-fifths rule or whatever these like little nuances of real estate are. And you could know all this stuff and you could bring a lot of value to a lot of people that just buy single family homes and don't know about some of these other you know, opportunities and rules how to advance their portfolio.
0: I think that's a really good point because you wanna have a strong foundation and structure because real estate is a business. And you want to make sure that your personal finances are strong and that foundation is secure so that your business can be secure. And just how you keep refreshing, you know, those basics and building that foundation, I think is great. And that is something people should really take away from this episode is that even though you have 13 doors, you are still taking that time to continue to learn and grow and, you know, to continue to be that successful investor. Uh, Felipe, do you want to take the next question?
2: Yeah, I got the next question. What is one piece of technology that you still use regarding real estate? I know that you said you have property managers do a lot of stuff, but what is that one piece of technology you say that has helped you the most? So I bought a really nice TV uh, not
1: that long ago. Uh, 55 inch flat screen curve, 4K. (laughs) Like every uh, service guy does. Yeah, everybody's got like a small burst room with a sixty-inch TV in it. That's 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 the <laughs> life. That's the lifestyle. And then a nice and then a nice car out out front. That's hilarious. That, can can I talk about that too? People sure. stop buying stop buying brand new cars. Your debt to income ratio is gonna be terrible, and no one's gonna give you a loan. So buy a used car. Try not Pay to it in
0: cash if you can.
1: Yeah, buy it in cash. I mean, it's your car now, and then you can the same way you scale with real estate, where you buy a single family then duplex. Scale with your car. Your car to be worth the same amount of money you bought it for if you bought it used for five grand, probably in a year. Buy something that costs, save some money, buy something that costs 10. This It's the same thing. A lot of principles from Dave Ramsey. I mean, it's a lot of just being sound with finance.
2: That's great. No, I love that. And you know, what's interesting is everyone now knows that my goal is to buy a Tesla. And I'm trying to figure out like, what's the best way to do that educationally, right? Because I know everything that I know. I'm woke to real estate. And one of the strategies that someone brought to my attention was... When I refinance one of my properties, you know, it's only raising my my rent about a hundred dollars, and it gives me all the cash to buy the Tesla cash, and that's only costing me an extra hundred dollars a month. So I was like, that's a really good idea. That makes sense because my refi is only costing me a hundred dollars a month. When you were talking about the car, that that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, I get what he's saying, and that's great advice. Don't buy the new car, but at some point, you're gonna want a, a toy, whether that's a car or or a boat or I don't know, whatever it is. But just make sure that your asset is paying for that, not not as a liability. Make sure that you have an asset that's covering that charge so that, like you said, your DTI isn't really affected. Your bank sees that, you know, you have positive cash flow. that's kind of doing that, that's doing that for you.
1: I got something for you, something I learned on YouTube University the other day. You got something called a 179 Charlie where you can buy this car as part of your business. And if you use it for driving for dollars or wherever you want to go, Mm -hmm. you can like, say you just did 50-50, you can claim some of that on your taxes and get some of that Tesla money back in your pocket, baby. Let's
2: go... You know we're I mean? getting matching ones with Ashley. I'm going to slap Ashley's face on the side of my Tesla, and <laughs> it's business expense.
1: No, no, you put Ashley's put Ashley's body on the on the car door, and you're driving your head <laughs> on Ashley. And then do, she does the same thing. She has Felipe's That's small uh, arms weird. on
2: the side. <laughs> All right, we're going to end this interview now. Bye, Nam Taylor. Thanks for coming. That was great.
0: <laughs> oh my god. The Tesla and the Flexing has really become a thing for you Felipe. I,
1: it's been great. I appreciate that. I made a point too. to make sure I kept it going. I made I a wonder point. why,
2: Ashley. Thank you.
0: There's this private Facebook group where No, there's any not. On- moving on. The coming guest has to bring up <laughs> Felipe. <said>, <laughs> flexing moving and on. Tesla. Okay, so the question I have for you is actually a question that Felipe had said but I think before we even recorded our first podcast and somehow it never got added to like our list of random questions, but mm-hmm. I'm very interested to hear your answer for this. Who is someone that you would like to have a beer with alive or dead that you could talk real estate or business with?
1: Oh, it's LeBron James. Everybody now from Cleveland, yeah. Ohio. Everybody knows I'm the biggest <laughs> LeBron fan that there is. So I'd love, not not beer. We're going to drink some some uh, high-end wine, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And what, what would you talk to him about? What are some of the things you would like to hey, ask him?
1: How'd you get that billion dollar deal from Nike? Let's uh yeah. <laughs> let's talk. I mean, he's got so many businesses and he's in Hollywood right? now yeah. too. Just keeping it rolling. Like let's let's go. Got the house in Brentwood. Let me uh, buy the one next to it, you know?
2: <laughs> no, that's great. That that's that's really exciting. Um, you know, so just as we're wrapping up,
1: is there any questions that you have for us? I didn't prepare any questions at all, actually. So I don't really have any any questions. Is there anything all else I that you would like to add to the to the listeners?
0: He wants to know what your workout routine is to get oh, those. Oh
1: God! Hey, I, 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 DM, I DM Felipe not that long ago. I told him he's got to do some push ups and pull ups. You know, you don't, <laughs> so, you don't, you don't, you don't want the smoke. It's okay. Uh, I mean, I've been doing this workout thing for a while before it was cool.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Oh gosh. <laughs> Okay. Well, can you tell us where people can get in touch with you if they want to find out more about VA loans and keep following your journey?
1: Yeah. So my Instagram handle is uncommon underscore denominator one. I kind of thought that was kind of cool because I'm going to, the way I see these partnerships too, uh, the one person that's just underneath all these other people, that uncommon denominator, I thought was really cool. (laughs) Yeah, that uh, is
0: unique. I like that.
1: Yeah. My wife hates my Instagram handle, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, name and Taylor on Facebook. I'm, I'm on, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I don't really do too much other stuff.
0: And you're in the bigger pockets forums you had said before. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I'm in the, in those, in those groups too, as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. And it was great to hear your journey and it seems like you're going to keep growing and do awesome stuff. And I'm excited to see how investing in commercial property goes for you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: I'm Ashley Kerr at Wealth from Rentals, and he's Felipe Mejia at Felipe Mejia, R-E-I. Make sure you check out our Facebook group, search Real Estate Rookie.